Rockies and Padres series opener at Coors Field where Charlie Blackman's 799 home slugging percentage, second best in the bigs, just behind Aaron Judge. Blackman adding to that slugging percentage in the bottom of the first. Pitches a high fly ball. That's got to go. Blackman, an inside the park home run yesterday in New York. A tremendous flash to right field, no matter what the ballpark, here, right here. Just like that, one nothing Colorado. Well, they got the fans on their feet, made a lot of noise all of a sudden after like two months last year. This is a ground ball, base hit. Ball game is tied. Short live lead, I guess. Reynolds will score in the single by Story. Double, single, single, Colorado. Yeah, it's going to be one of those days. Might feel physically like 65 at this point. This pitch is lined to left field. It's going to be a base hit. Perella was playing the other way. He's got to go and get it. Two runs have come in to score. Desmond will be held up at third. It's a two-run double for Trevor Story. He's two for two. He's driven in three. And just like that, the Rockies have made it a 6-2 game here in the third. The Rockies would send 10 men to the plate, score five runs. This one's hit well at the deep left center. Margo racing back into the gap. Long way to go at the track. He will look up, and it's gone. A home run. Left-handed batter goes out to left center field for his eighth home run of the season, and that run that the Padres got in the top of the inning gets taken right back by the Rockies. Now 8-3 Colorado. Nothing in one. Pitch to Aswahe is in the air, straightaway center, not deep. Blackman stepping back, waiting, and catching to end the inning. Padres, though, do score three times on three hits, including Hector Sanchez, third home run in as many games. They leave two and will go to the bottom of the eighth. Rockies hold on to win at 9-6, your final. Blackman finishes the night three for four as he extends his hitting streak to a dozen. Gerardo Parra drove in another run, and he has driven in at least one run in seven straight games since returning from the DL. Here's Padre skipper Andy Green after the loss. Yeah, whether it was uh, like pitching at Coors Field for the first time or the long layoff, uh, he clearly wasn't his typical self, didn't have his normal sink, wasn't locating really much of anything. Uh, I think he got squared up a few times in the first inning, and then after that kind of pitched away from contact, and he's a guy that's always pitched to contact. Contact, always gotten ground balls, but even the balls that were hitting the first, most of those were in the air, and that's just that's not his mo. So I'll get back to sinking the baseball, getting on top of it, and he'll come back out next out and be ready to go. Probably blast with another solid night at the plate. Have you, are his changes visible, and are they things that you think are sustainable? Yeah, they're definitely visible to me. I think he's made the adjustment that Mark McGuire pushed really hard for him to make uh, when he was up previously. His body's in a better position. His swing's shorter. Uh, he's he's taking good passes on a lot of pitches, and he's always had the eye. He's always had the plate discipline. So that stuff's gonna, it's all gonna kind of play into his favor now that his swing's a little bit shorter. Carlos Asuaje, another great night for him as well. He's earning his playing time as Salarte gets closer to being ready. I know it's a long ways off still. A lot can happen, but is, is he earning a spot on this roster long term? He's playing really well right now. There's no doubt about it. And he, he's a guy that you want to have up in crucial situations because he continues to have very good at-bats. So I think we're really pleased with the type of at-bats he's had. And uh, as the future plays out, like he's going to have to continue to earn his. But he's a guy that's not scared of that. And I think we're excited to see that. And uh, I've been just as pleased with what he's done defensively. And I think he's like earning his playing time. Both times Jabari's been up. Is this the most comfortable you've seen him that he's on the field? 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, you know, I, I never never look back at any time he's been up before and felt like he was scared. I felt like he was like ready to compete. But I, I think just the shortness, the swing, the success he was having at AAA, and he's had success in the minor leagues before. But uh, I mean, they were really good numbers, really good at bats, and you could see kind of the visible changes in what he was doing. And uh, so I, I think he's settling in, and he's going to have to continue to fight. It's a tough game at the major league level. And they'll find holes and they'll expose them. And uh, the more times he's up, the more he'll have time to kind of. Re- Reveal what those holes are, but uh, we're pleased with the quality at bats, the sack fly, the home run. He's hitting balls hard. He's doing a good job. Perdomo's overall numbers here, Steve, but a few bad outings this year, but uh, second half last year, he obviously showed a lot of promise. What, what do you make of what you've seen overall from him this season? Yeah, it's tough coming off a game like this because nobody feels good about that outing. I know he doesn't. I know he's going to be frustrated about it. But uh, outside of this outing, I think his last five or six times out on the mound, you saw a guy pitching to both sides of the plate effectively with the fastball, which is something that's proved elusive for him at times. Uh, you saw a better shape to the slider. You saw a good feel for the changeup. You saw a reason to believe in his development and ability to pitch closer to the top of the rotation. And this day, it's probably an aberration. It's just one of those tough days that like should force you back to work and force you back on the mound and like get hungry to take your next start. As fickle as Austin's health has been these last few days, even if he does feel better tomorrow, is there a chance that you might give him the extra day? Or if he's feeling good tomorrow, you want to get him back in the lineup ASAP? Yeah, I think just based on the, the way he's felt, like I probably won't even consider him to play tomorrow at this point in time, and we'll decide what, uh, what we'll do with him is if he needs more time or just a few more days. At this point in time, uh, you know, it's a seven-day concussion DL, and it's a discussion internally we'll have tonight to decide if uh, it's only four days more. So if it's the right thing to do for him, for his health, then uh, we'll consider that and talk about it. Yeah, that's something he, he, he wants to do so many good things and like in so many ways that can be a very respectable play. Third baseman's back, pitchers on the mound. We had to talk through it afterwards. It, just the simple fact you got Craig Stammen running at second base. Uh, he's not going to leg it out to third base. And he's just trying to, and we're down five, he's trying to put another guy on base. And uh, if Manny Margot's on second base, that play probably works. But with Craig Stammen on second base, uh, it's a little overambitious. Game two of this three-game series is Tuesday. Denilson Lamette on the hill for San Diego against Antonio Senzatella for Colorado.